Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. As always, we are joined by myself because obviously I'm here, but we got Felipe <laughs> over there. Felipe, say hello. What's good? And uh, our legend. favorite guest, the one that's been showing us love for probably the, the longest Actually, of yeah. time. Actually, yeah. yeah. The fantasy legend, the fantasy god, Faraz of Upper Hand Fantasy. Welcome what's back up, to the pod. What's up? What's Welcome up? back, bro. Yeah, man. Guys, How's man. your fantasy leagues going? Uh, it's going okay. You know, not completely out of the playoffs in any of my leagues so far. I really reduced the amount of leagues this year. Like, I was good. How many? What is the reduction? How, how many uh, are you in I'm in, I'm in like eight leagues this okay, year. See. Um, oh, okay, see. Yeah, which is really good compared to like last year was like I was at like 17 or 18 leagues. Yeah, I'm glad you're taking care of your mental health, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, dude. You know I mean? We talked about it before the, before the show. Though. I'm trying my best. Because that's really what it was. It's like every Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday night, I was like, whoa, how many waiver wires do I Bro, have? Bro, nah, so you can't be like, many. Nah. That's the problem. Like, I don't mind start sets. Start sets yeah, easy, right? Yeah. Like, boom, like, set your lineup, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, waiver wire on it's Tuesday, it was a lot. The thing about the waiver wire as well is like, if some as someone like yourself who's good at fantasy, like even for people like us, you're not going to be one or two or three on the priority of the waiver wire. So you got to add so many different options. Like I know for me, it's insane, I'll put bro. like 12 different waiver claims in. So I know I'll get at least one of them. Yeah. And even at the worst, I'll drop a kicker or a defense just to add someone and be like, all right, I'm gonna make a trade this week. But yeah, I'm in six leagues right now. So like, I can only imagine eight, but even in those six, being able to have so many different waiver wire ads, it's, it's so hectic. It's yeah, hundred so percent. And you know what? I started off with like, you know, I only, only want to do maybe three or four, but then you get invited yeah. to these leagues with like, you know, maybe some like, so somebody who has like some following yeah. or like, you yeah. know, like I'm going to leave with Austin Eckler, which is, oh, that's cool. you know, Matt Harmon has that podcast yeah, 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 on yeah. Yahoo, whatever. So like, you know, it's just like, I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So like, I have to do that. You know what I mean? And how's so, Eckler doing in that league? Uh, he's he's doing okay. Uh, the one time I did go against him so far this year, he ended up not. Uh, he ended up like somebody was out that week uh, on a Thursday night, and he ended up like playing that guy in his oh. in his you know in that spot, and he still ended up beating me that week. Jesus, <laughs> that I was gonna so, I was gonna say so Austin Eckler sucks at fantasy football. No, I mean he pays attention, man. He he makes moves, all that you know. So That's he's crazy. he's yeah. Does he's he have him in his own league? No, so Matt Harmon ended up drafting him okay. in, in that league. That's you know? wild. I think he would have he would have drafted him if if he fell to him for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Insider trading. Yeah, right. Insider right, trading. <laughs> Before anything happens, he picks up Josh Kelly. He knows exactly what's going. Well, you know what's funny, go. man? Like that <laughs> that show was like literally where all the all the reports came from. Like whether when he was going to come back, right? Because he got the injury or whatever. Mm. So like, literally, you just watch that show. You'll figure out when he's coming back. Yes, it's, great. it's insane. Yeah. What about you? How are you doing in fantasy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm not like y'all, like a billion leagues where I can't do that. It takes away too much time. So I got one main one I focus on. Obviously, when I started playing Dynasty, I was like, man, this redraft shit boring as fuck. So I'm on <laughs> a Dynasty. Um, I lost this past week, but I'm five and four. So I'm right in that. I'm in that seventh place and like in, 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 in really, really in a good position, you know, to win these next few weeks. Justin Fields coming back. Uh, super flex league. So I got Lamar on Fields. But we were kind of talking about it. Like Lamar week after week has been. Like, the Ravens are killing teams, but he doesn't have to do too much. Like, zero touchdowns, the rushing games, the, the, the you know, the running backs in the backfield doing all the thing, everything they can, scoring touchdowns and stuff like, stuff like that. So, Lamar's uh, lack of production has been hurting me a little bit recently. Well, you know what? He does have, you know, uh, a little bit of a tough matchup this week. However, the last time he went up against the Browns, I think it's the Browns this week, right? Yeah. 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 Last time he went up against the Browns, like almost 30 points. But it was a DTR game. It's hard to. It was a DTR game. I don't so care like, though. I mean, Deshaun you know, hasn't been here. Listen, great like at the, at the end of the day, like Deshaun, like this week, like I don't even want to put him in my lineup. You know, like this week and for fantasy, like I have him ranked way down yeah. this week. And you know, last week one of the touchdowns was just like what, like this crazy like tip pass to Omari. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it, it, he I had know. that like two weeks in a row or something. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> man. So I, I, I don't know. I'm a little bit worried about that overall. That Browns offense, you know. I'm yeah. starting Deshaun in the league. Are you really? No, nice. Nice. Tell you well, no, no, no. Here's why. Here's why. Okay. He's going to be great. In what, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. In, what, in this league that I really, really care about, I got a good team. My biggest issue has been quarterback. I lost Justin Fields early on. So I picked yeah. up Kyler. And then someone ended up dropping Deshaun Watson. So I was like, okay, someone that can, as we always talk about, someone that like is available on the waiver wire that can improve on where they're ranked right now. Sure. Like naturally, that, that, that positivity will come. But now it's to the point where it's like Justin Fields is out. I want to start Kyler, but then there's, like, the thought of, like, well, Kyler might take some time to get going. Are again. you starting Deshaun over Kyler Murray this week? I haven't, like, said it yet, okay, but right now my lineup is Deshaun. However, Deshaun. I do have an offer out, which I will naturally take right now, which is Deshaun and Nico Collins for Patrick Mahomes, which the guy had proposed. Oh. So okay. I would do that. Hell yeah. The two questions I do have for you, and I just thought about it. Two major players at each position. Two probably can't be acquired, and the other two, like, you probably can. We'll start with quarterbacks. Okay. What would it take 
to trade for Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson right now? Because those are two top five quarterbacks that haven't been kind of the top five you'd expect. Like it's Jalen Hurts, uh, Josh, Josh Allen. But outside of that, what would it take for you to trade for those two guys? You know, I was just thinking about that. And, and what I would do personally is whenever you're trading for that type of quarterback, you probably need to give a quarterback back yes. also, right? Yeah. Yeah. So two guys that have been coming off some big games, Nico, Con- I mean, I'm sorry, CJ Shroud, yep. Dak Prescott, mm. right? Those two guys, are they top five? No. Are they top five rest of the season? No. Are they top eight rest of the season? Still questionable. Top 10, top 12? Sure, maybe, right? Da- Dak, who knows if he's top 12 rest of the season, right? Like, I don't right. know, because right. he wasn't top 12 early on. Right. Um, th- things can change. Going up against the Giants this week, is this really a Dak game? I'm right. not sure. He didn't right. have a good game uh, fantasy-wise against the Giants. It was right. a Tony Pollard game. So, you know, I think packaging up Dak, packaging up C.J. Stroud after a, a ridiculous performance mm. last week, plus a skill position player like a Nico Collins, you know, like a, like a Tank Dell, right? right? Like right. who went off last week. Because that, whoever, listen, if you're trading away Patrick Mahomes, if you're trading away uh, Lamar Jackson, that means you have a, a deficiency somewhere, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. running back or wide receiver, right. and maybe you have a little bit of a surplus of that, right. and then you could leverage some good games and then potentially upgrade your quarterback totally. position to one of those guys. Totally. Yeah, I mean, like, we've talked about this so many times that, right, th- this year more specifically feels super inconsistent all across the board that most leagues, if the teams that's in first, second, or third place has one of Tyreek, A.J. Brown, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Like, those five guys, maybe Moster, but, like, they have been the most consistent people in fantasy, and everyone else, like, you might have a team that's loaded on paper, and they might be 500. Right, like or less, or I guess so nine true. games, so you can't like, be five Like you see, Jamar Chase, exactly. Justin Jefferson, right? Like these guys, like you know, you might have picked up some some losses with these guys on your roster. There's Absolutely. an zero nine team in one of my leagues that has Jamar. Yeah, there you go. And it's like a, it is a, it's Olave, Jamar, like it's a good. And imagine team, if so. he took CMC instead, or if he took, yeah. you know, one of these other guys, right? Like it's crazy. Well, we got a lot of people tuning in right now. As oh, a reminder, yeah. this is the Week Ten Fantasy Look Ahead episode with Faraz of Upper Hand Fantasy, where we go through a ton of players you could trade for, trade away. We're gonna answer a ton of questions, so make sure to drop them below. The majority of this episode is reserved for you to ask your questions. Who can I get for this player? Who should I target? So we will reserve those uh, this time for you. But before we jump into it. I want to ask you, who are five players you want to target and five players you want to trade away in fantasy in week, heading into week 10 right now? Like, who are the five on both sides that you really are like, you know what, I'm going after this person and I'm trying to trade away that person? That's a lot of pressure, first of all. Okay, but second of all, uh, I think, like, the first thing that, like, like pops out of my head right now is Hollywood Brown. With Kyler Murray coming back, Hollywood Mm. was a a top seven wide receiver Mm. for fantasy last year with... Uh, without DeAndre Hopkins. In those first six weeks, he was the wide receiver seven, right? So now you have Kyler Murray coming back. Apparently, the reports are that Kyler Murray's been super engaged, right? Mm. Like, he's one of the reasons, like, listen, the Cardinals could just tank, right? But Kyler Murray's coming back. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is not there anymore. There's a clear wide receiver one here. Hollywood Brown was pretty damn consistent, Mm. you know, with Josh Dobbs, right? And, like, if that's going to be the case there, even in tough matchups where you're like, well, I don't know if I want to start Hollywood, he's come through. With touchdowns, you know, and at the end of the day, like, this is a huge upgrade for this offense. With him coming back, James Conner coming back, another guy you could potentially buy low on right now because he was also an RB1 down the stretch Mm -hmm. last year. With Kyler Murray, uh, he was averaging five targets. Was it five targets or five five targets per game? Mm. And with Josh Dobbs, only two and a half. So he's doubling up that target potential. Mm. Not only that, Keontae Ingram was getting a little bit of work you know, with James Conner mm-hmm. early on in the year before he got hurt. But now they, I think they know who Keontae Ingram is, and he's not going to get shit. Like, that's kind of how I feel about it, right? So Yeah, he um, fucked me last week, I will say Oh, that. my God. Um, well, it's your fault. I mean, I don't no, know. Well, <laughs> well, Damian Pierce, I didn't expect to oh, Singletary. completely be oh, a DMP, okay, and gotcha, I didn't have gotcha. Singletary. Oh, okay, and so okay. I was like, <laughs> it was either Jeff Wilson or Keontae Ingram, and I was like, I gotcha. can one of these guys get me some points? Keontae Ingram got me .8, and I lost because of that, so... Dude, unbelievable. I'll, I'll, I'll reduce it to three, though, because five I realize is a lot on the spot. And then I want you to be able to chime in whether or not you agree or disagree with some of them. All right, let me chime in real quick, because yeah, sure. just just on that, I, I mean, I love the Hollywood Brown take. And we were talking about this. I, was it last week, Adam? We were talking about Kyler, his rapport with, with Hollywood Brown. I mean, it goes back to college. Yep. And so they have that rapport, and it's, it's really cool to see, especially without DeAndre Hopkins. But I just kind of want to stay in that Cardinals offense. Yeah. Trey McBride. 100%, man. I, I'm big on him rest of the season. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, yeah. Yeah. go ahead. I I pitched it to you, and you no, caught it. What's up? I, I I'm a big Trey McBride guy. Um, like 
two second story from 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 Senior Bowl. Did I tell a story on this podcast already or not? Oh, uh, no. so I was I, I was so. uh, we were at the Senior Bowl. By the yeah. way, Senior Bowl just got a huge upgrade. By the way, because uh, the, the, oh, they're, yeah, they're allowing right? underclassmen to join. Yeah. So that's oh gonna be, hell, it's yeah. gonna be lit yeah, next year. Crazy. So I cannot wait to go. Anyway, um, let's go together, so, bro. Let's get a, Let's get a little. Oh. Let's we'll, we'll fight together. A house? A little Airbnb. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Creator <laughs> house. Content creator house. I like that. That's a good idea. I mean, I'll, I'm down. Let's All right, do bet. Um, <laughs> I, I'm there every year, so let's, let's do that. Anyway, so Trey McBride, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was there obviously two years ago. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of interviews, and he was one of my, my first interviews uh, that I did that week, right? Mm. And, um, you know, me and him chopped it up, whatever. We were cool, whatever. We, we dapped it up. All right, cool. See, see you never, right? I'll never see you again. Um, so we, me and, and my guy, Jason Aponte, big shout out to Jason, shout who's, Jason, who's a big 49ers content creator. We snuck onto the field during the senior bowl game. You dog. Okay. So we couldn't do that last year because last year, because I think because of people like us, they needed, you needed extra credentials to right, get down there, right. but we were down there. So we were, t- we, I was videotaping everything. I had my phone out, whatever. Yeah. Trey McBride ends up catching, like I'm, I'm on the sideline on the, on the end zone. Trey McBride ends up catching a touchdown. I have my phone out. He runs up to me because the mo- his momentum is taking him yeah. to me. He looks at my phone. He Gives goes, "Let's kiss? fucking oh. go!" No, <laughs> that would I, w- I would have preferred that to be honest with you. <laughs> little <laughs> little, little smooch, uh, and then you know it, it was it was fucking dope. So now because of that, now I'm rooting for him forever, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely, because bro. he gave me a kiss on the sideline, right? So like now, I'm sorry. No, that's not what happened. Um, well, for the sake of the story, for the sake it of the sounds story, way better. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, he, yeah he, he gave, gave me a little kiss, smooch, yeah, so yeah. like you know. Uh, but yeah, anyway, back to your question. Like there, there aren't that many tight ends who can command that type of target share the way he did. Right. Not only that, before he got the opportunity, before Zach Ertz got hurt on a per route basis, he was near the top of the league in terms Mm of, uh, targets per route run. And he was near the top of the league, um, in terms of PFF grade, uh, for tight ends. So he was already doing his thing Mm -hmm. now going into his second year. I do think that even when Zach Ertz comes back, I do think that he's going to keep that job. The plan was always for him to be the guy. Yes. Right? Totally. Um, so now with Kyler Murray there, Kyler Murray was targeting tight ends last year as well. So I, can, I, 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 I see it being Hollywood Brown, Trey McBride, and James Conner as like the funnel. Yep. Passing funnel for that offense. Well, it's funny you say that, and because we'll move to the next one. I see a ton of questions. Keep dropping the questions. We're going to get to the questions right after we answer the top three people to target, three people to sell. Um, but we were talking about this. If Trey McBride was in this loaded tight end class, he would have been the tight end one. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. You think Kincaid or some or I, Laporta I think, I think, or something? I think it would have still been Kincaid. It would have been Laporta. It would have been definitely uh, what's Mayer? his name, Mayor Michael Mayer over over him for sure. Oh, I would have McBride sure. McBride at Colorado State was a he, he, dog. Was, he, he was a beast, but he didn't come on until senior year. Okay, um, and these other guys. You know, we're a little bit now. He would have went before guys like Musgrave and and um, the other guy that the Green Bay Packers drafted. But I do think that Mayer was a better prospect for sure. I do think that Dalton Kincaid was a better prospect for sure. I will say this though with Trey McBride, right now, if you can go try to trade for him or something like that, if you have a hole in your tight end situation, he's coming off not the best game. Now yes. the other guy might not realize that he played with whoever the fucking quarterback. Well, who was that? The quarterback for the Cardinals last week, Clayton Toon. Yeah, Toon. right, right. They don't have to know that part, right? Yep. They're like, okay, like he had one good game, like he 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 popped off like a couple weeks ago, and then kind of went back down. Like now is the time to try to go get him if you can uh, somehow. But based off of last week, him not really playing well, this is you know his production is going to go up with Kyler. Yeah. So uh, we know what McBride can do, and then we know what and he the can good do thing with is Kyler. that he still got the target share last week. Like yeah. regardless, it was only like five targets, but like <laughs> they just didn't throw the ball. Still out. targets. Yeah. They're still share of the targets. Hundred percent. Who are two other people you're targeting this week, trying to um, trade for by I, low? I think I think Jonathan Taylor is one of them. Mm. Um, last week, uh, a huge shift happened, right? Where you know we were waiting for like, okay, when is Zach Moss going to be not involved in this offense mm-hmm. anymore? Zach Moss has been good. Like right. he's been efficient. Like he came out of nowhere and just ended up actually being a good running back this year. However, last week was a real shift for Jonathan Taylor, where you're getting. Not only are you getting um, uh, more carries, more r- a rushing share. He, I think he had like 75% of the rushing share last mm-hmm. week. Um, and on top of that, he's getting like 70% route participation. Mm-hmm. So Damn. he's involved in, in both aspects of the game. And it was a really down game for him. Yeah. Going to get, oh, up against the Panthers where you would think that you would he would have gone off, right? But neither him or Zach Moss were able to be efficient. They really... They, they geared in to, like, stop the run, right? So are you saying he's, he's not necessarily, like, a buy low, but he's a buy because the everything else, everything was pointing to it being a bigger game in a way? It was supposed to be a bigger game. Like, he right. ended up putting up fantasy points, yeah. right? I think uh, he had, like, 17. Yeah, exactly, because the receptions and the touchdown. But at the end of the day, like, I do think that 
he's somebody who can be an RB1 rest yep. of the way, maybe yeah. top seven, top eight guy, where a lot of people aren't viewing him that yeah. way, and they kind of still think that it's a timeshare. Right, right, right. We haven't seen the ceiling yet. And his, his I think it's coming. Is, is coming. I think it's what, coming. Would, what would you give up quickly? What would you give up for Jonathan Taylor? Like in terms of running backs, obviously. I think it, Jonathan Taylor feels like a guy you'd have to do a two for one for because of the ascension and where yeah. it's coming. Or you to. can trade a guy like, you know, maybe someone like maybe Kenneth Walker and a piece maybe. Um, you can all, you can trade someone like, who, who's a running back that's kind of, you know, coming on a little bit? Javante Williams. Uh, Javante Williams plus a little piece. Because Javante also, by the way, like, we have a one-game sample of him doing something similar to what Jonathan Taylor yep. did. Where we're going to get se- into Javante. I think he had like seventy-five percent of he the did. carries or something he like did. that last week. Uh, of all the week before his buy, um, so he's potentially moving up. Sixty-three percent well. snap share for Javante. Yeah. We put him. We have him in our buy lows as well. So yep. we'll get into it. We'll definitely get into that. Who is one last person you are going to uh, try and trade? David for? Montgomery. Da- oh, yeah. easy. Yeah, David Montgomery. It's like you know. You know, there's a lot of talk about Jameer Gibbs, right? Potentially yeah, making so his way into it. And, and I think that is valid. I think there's no way you play those two games and then not, you know, have more of a, of a share of the workload Absolutely. after the bye week, right? There's no way, unless they're crazy, right? I think they're crazy. Now, <laughs> it's DeAndre Swift. They're not Arthur did. Smith, though. They're not Arthur Smith. Okay, well, yeah, we, that, that's yeah. a good point. Now, well, here, here, here's the thing, though. When Jamal Williams was out for the Lions last year, DeAndre Swift still didn't, didn't get the full workload mm, like Jameer okay, Gibbs so did, right? So, like, yeah. at least they trust him way more Riding to handle wrong. a huge workload. Yeah. Um, and with that workload, he did his thing. So David Montgomery, I do think at the very least, maybe his his rushing share reduces by like twenty percent. Mm-hmm. But it's never been about that, right. right? It's 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 he still can get seventeen to twenty carries and still be the primary goal line guy, yeah. right? And or actually actually the only goal line guy for them. Totally. So moving forward, even though I I, I think that a lot of people think that Jameer Gibbs is going to be extremely involved, I, I think he's going to be more involved. However, David Montgomery is somebody who, with all that talk, I want to kind of sneak in and, and buy him right now. I think Gibbs actually, flip it as well, could be on the sell high list just because of the perceived value of Gibbs versus David Montgomery. David Montgomery's not going anywhere. I don't think so. Um, Three guys you're trading away before we jump into some questions. There's a ton of questions. Keep submitting them. We see them all. We are going to get to all of them. 156 people on TikTok right now, over 25 on YouTube. Not what it was last time, but we're increasing. We're increasing. Shout out to Shout out Kyle Saunders. Shout out Alex Graciana. We see all you guys keep asking your questions. Three guys you are trading away in fantasy right now. I think now. Gus Edwards is probably one Easily. of the most obvious ones, Easily. right? Yeah. He's like, RB1 since yeah. week seven. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. It's, it's yeah, OD, what, right? What are we doing? And it's like, you know, I had him on my sell list like two weeks, like before this past week, and then he ends up scoring two touchdowns. <laughs> but he only had five carries, I think, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So it's like Keaton, Keaton Mitchell's coming on a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, he looked like, good. I, I had him on my sell list two weeks ago. And um, now, like, you know, now Keaton Mitchell's coming on now, too. So it's like, you know, Justice Hill led w- in snap share. So this can go in any direction. Now, you know, I think he's still going to be their goal line guy because Keaton Mitchell is like a Jaleel McLaughlin type yeah, of guy, smart. like smaller, smaller stature. Right. Um, but, like, listen, like, he scored, I think, six touchdowns in the last three weeks. Yep. It's not going to continue. You know, a huge touchdown regression. Like, I'm not – like, touchdown regression doesn't always hit. It only hits when the volume isn't matching right, that right, right. production, right? And in this case, it's not going to match that production. I also think Lamar – like, you – Lamar's going to have some of those touchdowns as those well. Those touchdowns are going to shift. Yeah, it's not going to all be on – Which is but why you should Edwards. be buying Lamar, like like you mentioned earlier, Correct. right? Like, that's, that's one of the big – Which I did last week. Yeah, Shameless plug. Who are two other people um, that you are trying to trade away right now? Um, man, it's 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 tough, man. It's tough to trade away. The, I, I think it's much harder to like identify guys you're trading away. Um, I think Najee Harris had a, a decent three weeks here mm. over the last, since his buy, and you know in PPR double digit fantasy points three weeks in a row. That's not something you're used to with Najee Harris. Right. Now his role didn't change at all. Mm. Okay, so that's something that you look at. Like, well. His rushing share didn't change. His 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 route participation didn't change. Now mm. his target share increased by a little bit over the last three weeks. But Jalen Warren has been the guy who's been getting those yep. targets. Yep. It just I think it just happened to shift by circumstance more than anything. So obviously you're not going to be able to just trade him one for one for anything significant. Totally. But you can package him up and just get rid of him, like because he's on your he you most likely he's he- on your bench. You don't want the headache. You don't need that that roster clogger. Yeah. Right is what I call him and like. You know, maybe you can start him in a pinch, sure, whatever. But, yep. like, I'd rather package him up. Look in your league. Who needs a running back? Maybe package him up a little bit and, and get somebody else. Totally. You got one more? I I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm just trying I to... I got one. I, I have uh, one that... And I'll throw out your thoughts. Because uh, this was part know. of my Lamar deal last week. Here, Alvin Kamara. Usage trending Ooh. down. Is Alvin Kamara... I don't want to say... Uh, let me preface this. Preface please, this. Please. I don't want to sell him. I don't want to sell Alvin Kamara. But do I think you can sell Alvin Kamara? Yes. 
So I'd ask both of you guys, is Alvin Kamara considered a sell high right now? You're first. I mean, yeah, because we've been seeing the targets and everything. Like, I mean, like, like you said, like it's not something, someone I'm looking to trade necessarily, right, right. but if I need more depth somewhere else, if, I'm, if I need receiver help, I think that's somebody who you can use his recent production and he's been putting up points. He's yeah. been getting it. And, and I know Taysom Hill vultured him a little bit. That's not going to continue to happen on a consistent basis, I don't think. Uh, we've seen the highs for Alma Kamara this year after he's come back from injury or from suspension, I guess. And I think you can sell that, right? I think you can sell that and try to go get uh, a couple pieces or, or, or a receiver if you kind of need that. But if I can't trade him, I think you're going to be getting solid production for him. And he's a set and forget, really, in my opinion. Yeah, so. I agree. His, his rushing share has decreased below 50% last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not great. Not only that, he's been super inefficient. And whenever I talk about this, people get really mad at me because, like, they have Kamara. Yeah, right? What the fuck, and bro? They're, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're just like, yo, shut the fuck up. Like, this is not, it's going to be fine. It's going to be like, like, uh, you know, someone in my comments was like, yo, dude, like, it really, like, like, it really doesn't matter. And I'm like, okay, well, you can pretend like these things don't matter. Mm. But, like, at the end of the day, the production is going to catch up to utilization. Totally. Right? It's going to happen Absolutely. at some point. So we can't just like, you know, just like, you know, just put our head in the sand and think that things aren't going to change. Taysom Hill had more carries than him last week. Yep. Jamal yeah. Williams um, had a bunch of snaps last week. Now, he didn't get the touches, but things can shift from Taysom Hill to Jamal Williams at some point. Mm. So, you know, like this is not what you want to see. The, the route participation was below 50% last week. So the targets weren't there. Like, why? It, you know, this was a situation. It's not like the the... It's not like they were out of the game or anything like mm. that, where he just they just took him off the field. They just wanted to have other guys involved. Like, why yeah. is Taysom Hill getting more carries than Alvin Kamara? Because they like him more, and he was more efficient. Like, straight up. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's annoying, because me and you are a big Alvin Kamara guy. So yeah, like, but, so, here, so no, but here's the thing. Me too, though. <laughs> but here's what I would say. I would also... I traded Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Like, I would sell Alvin Kamara because I just... He is one of two running backs, in my opinion, in fantasy right now that has the highest value. Him and CMC, right. in my opinion. Right. And so I think what you can get for Alvin Kamara, I still think he finishes as an overall RB1, maybe on the lower oh, end of 100%, 100%. things. And his value is tied very much to his receptions. And I still think he will be there. Yeah. I have him ranked as a top five running back this week. Yeah, he's going because, to be fine. But yeah. if I could trade Kamara and someone and get back Pollard and someone else... Mm-hmm which is exactly what I did to get Lamar because I needed a quarterback. I'm going to do it (laughs) because I think Pollard is someone, and we're going to get into this. The buy low, sell high idea for me, and I think for both of us, is predicated on their value right now and can they return on that value. Sure. So no matter what, if Tony Pollard's right here in like this low-end RB2, potential RB3 category, no matter what, he I do think better days are ahead for him. So he's yeah. going to come there. We said it with Javante Williams. We said it with Aaron Jones. I still think it with Bijan Robinson. Like their value's here. They can return on that. Yeah. So Alvin Kamara is someone that the value's here and I think yeah. where he's going to return is probably right here on the lower end. And that's that's when, only why. When he was getting like 14 targets a game, like maybe you just think that he's not going to break records this year at his age, right? right. Like it's probably not going to happen, right. especially if he wasn't efficient doing it on top right. of that. So how, how are you going to get 14 catches and like 45 yards? Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that is not indicative of something that's going to continue. Do you think that they want to feed him in the receiving game? No, because it's not an efficient way to True. spend plays. Uh, NFL guy, we're going to jump into some questions. By the way, that was great. That was good Good three options on, on buy low and sell high. Those are some good ones. It. By the way, NFL guy on TikTok, and this is a good example of what we were talking about before, says Kamara does not have the same value as C-M-C-L-M-A-O-O. Yeah, I was going to question you on that comment you I'll made tell as you, well. because Alvin Kamara, since he's come back from a suspension, has been one of the best running backs in fantasy. So CMC is obviously up here, but these I didn't say value-wise. I said they have the two, they've been the two best running backs in fantasy. If so, I'm not mistaken, Kamara has outscored. Kamara he has. On a points we did a top five running like, backs. Yeah, yeah, over the last like. So I think CMC weeks. might have the name value, but Alvin Kamara and CMC have been the two of the best running backs in fantasy since Alvin Kamara's come back. So yes, I do think, like, I don't think you're going to trade CMC, but I think you can get a similar return if you're trading Alvin Kamara. I mean, you trade Alvin Kamara at a at a good wide receiver, then get CMC. Like you could do that because yeah, uh, somebody go. who has Christian McCaffrey who has a few losses might need a receiver. Um, here's a good question, uh, which also comes from NFL guy talking about Tyree kill and trading Tyree kill away. And I'll, I'll add a little bit of a different question in there. Cause I think it's an interesting one. What would it take to trade away two of the best wide receivers in fantasy right now? That's Tyree kill and AJ Brown. What would you need in return 
on both from both you guys. One, one of if you guys? were if you had AJ Brown or Tyree Kill, what would you need in return, and what can you actually realistically get for them if you were going to trade those guys away? I would take like a let's say like a Devon A chain, right? Mm. Uh, you know, a running back who doesn't necessarily have that value right now that he could have in a few weeks. Meaning that yeah. it's a lot his his perceived value right now is a lot lower than what his value can be mm. in a few weeks. Plus, an Amon Ross St. Brown maybe, right? Right. Uh, something like that, right? And I would only do that if I'm losing. If I, I would only do that if yeah. I need a running back, right? right? Otherwise, I'm just riding Tyreek, mm-hmm. right? Because I want these players who could just break fantasy, and I want these players who could just do their thing like that. So, like, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, the other way around, like, if I'm if I'm giving away Tyreek or AJ Brown, I would need like some sort of RB one, right? So let's say. Um, I, I would say Alvin Kamara probably has less value than both of those guys, perceived value at least, mm-hmm. um, and actual value. So maybe an Alvin Kamara plus, say, Nico Collins or, you know, someone someone like that who can have that ceiling every single week. Um, it's funny how Nico Collins appears in every single buy-sell show ever. Um, yeah, literally. He's probably the most traded guy like this. this I trade. You just traded him? I ju- part, part of that trade. Exactly. I also have him on my sell-high list. He's, he's been in all there my trades. He's right there. He's I, like... If you look on one website, because it's like you would buy him and sell him. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, he has, you know, he has value. Well, he's still right? a top twenty-four receiver this year, and yet he's been wildly inconsistent. Yeah. What are you saying? What, what would you? What would, it, I like, what I would mean, you I think, need? I think it's the first thing you said. You kind of, if you're gonna get rid of one of these super high-end game-breaker wide receiver mm. ones, right? Then I still want a wide receiver one. Yes. It's not necessarily game-breaker. So Amon Ross St. Brown is a good one. I think another good one who's been really trending up lately, I know I've seen some posts. For you, you've been saying, saying sell CD, but we've seen him training, really training in the right direction. Why'd you have to bring that up? <laughs> I'm just, I'm a big follower, bro. I'm a I'm big curious. follower. I'm just curious why you have to bring that up. I mean, it's a sensitive subject for me. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, so somebody like that, right? Like Amon Ross CD, like somebody who we know is going to finish in the wide receiver one I conversation. Agree and agree then get a, and then get a running back. And, and I like A-Chain because like, Value is perceived value lower Lower. right now, right? And we know what he was doing when he was healthy. Yep. uh, And he's going to come back and that he's going to pop off. David Montgomery is another one. Uh, Montgomery. Similar situation, right? Where you kind of like know that the production is almost guaranteed with David Montgomery, to be honest with you. You get David Montgomery plus, and maybe not not an Amon Rockers, they're on the same team, but maybe someone like CD or, you know, someone who is in that, you know, wide receiver, lower end wide receiver, one fringe. Area. Absolutely. It's funny. Another guy too. We were just talking about not to even bring up two Cowboys. It shows I'm a Cowboy fan, but like college value is low right now. Totally so like, agree with you. One of these guys that has them would probably be willing totally. to get rid of them. And so look at that. How you feel about Tony Pollard? That was that was you had Tony Pollard as someone that was going to finish as the overall. Yeah, yeah actually, I forgot one. about that. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about it because we yeah. we've been saying I think for five weeks now uh-huh. buy low on Tony Pollard. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Tony Pollard? I, 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 Tony Pollard was on my buy low list like you know week five, week four, week five or something like that. I've I've calmed down on that since because he just hasn't been good, like sure. in terms of efficiency wise. Yeah, efficiency is the biggest that, thing. That sort of thing, like it's been low, like it's been bad. It hasn't just been not good. It's just been bad. But the um, schedule's been tough. Like the schedule's been tough. Game scripts haven't been favorable. See, that's the thing, right? The game scripts and the schedules have been the weirdest thing for Tony Pollard. I like, agree with you. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in terms of like. Like because when when the game when he when they're completely out of it, um, they'll bring in Rico Dottle. Yeah, exactly. right in the fourth quarter. Um, the Jets game is when he had the most volume. Why? Because it was a close game. Yeah, right. And then they ended up, but Dottle ended up coming in. They ended up like probably rushing the ball like forty five times in that game because they weren't going to do anything else. They were yeah. going to win the game. Um, so this now this week against the Giants, right? This is like the litmus test for me. I totally agree. Right, where it's like, all right, well, this is probably not a Dak game. Right, they're gonna want to run the ball. Mm-hmm. They don't need to pass the ball because the Giants aren't gonna be able to score points. So now, what happens? Are they gonna go up quick, twenty-one-zero in the first half? Probably not. This is a division game. If the ga- if the game stays within ten points or so in the first half, I need to see fifteen touches for Pollard. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I like, think he'll get it. And, and I no, for the in the first half, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And I, I think that's really what it comes down to for me. And if he doesn't do that this this week. He doesn't come through this week. He had two touchdowns against the Giants week one, and then since, I don't know if he, has he scored since then? I don't then? think he's scored he since week one. Scored. At least you said he that, and I've been since week following one. that. Absolutely insane, right? Um, so that's really what it comes down to. Can he come through at the end of the year? I hope so, because his role is one of the better roles in the NFL. He just hasn't <laughs> yeah. gotten the touches. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been frustrated weird, by this. Whole I've been frustrated bro. too, but here's the silver lining. What? First eight weeks of last year, he averaged 12.2 fantasy points. First eight weeks this year, he averaged 12.3 fantasy points. He finished as a top five running back over the last half of the season last year. I think he will do it this year. The schedule is better. Also, he had a touchdown called back against the Eagles. Like that was that was a fucking. Touchdown. It, wasn't, it wasn't the only one. He had a couple touchdowns called back. So uh, I, year, I just so. think, yeah, I, again, yes, I, I, I love that outlook because it's like, all right, rest of the season can completely change how we look at this guy in terms of the whole year. But it's different. He's being utilized different than this year than he was last year. And I think what you say is the the is, is perfect. It's just like it's one of the weird situations where like the game script is never really in his favor. They're blowing out a team. Typically, Derrick Henry, like, the Titans are blowing out a team. Like, They're going to run him. He's yeah. going to get have a 25-point game. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard now isn't even getting carries. I know. And so, like, when is he going to get his touches? And, and when he does get his touches, you watch him this year, and I've been watching, it, it's not efficient. It's so many one-yard games, like, they're getting stopped at the line. You can see that the usage he got last year, the type of usage he was getting, was definitely beneficial to his overall production. And this year, it's just not the same. It's, it's weird how they run him, like, inside, like, all the yeah. time. It's just like, can we get some off-tackle stuff? <laughs> Which can, is what he was doing last year. Like, yeah. so treat him like a utility piece like he was last year. Yeah. Just do it more, right? Yeah, don't run, <laughs> don't run him up the middle like you were Zeke. You know, yeah. like, do something a little different. Spoken like two guys that are super frustrated with Tony Pollard. Uh, <laughs> let's go into some questions on TikTok <laughs> and YouTube. Uh, Timmy Pipp said, Raheem Mostert and Amari Cooper for Amon Ra, full PPR. Which side do you prefer? Uh, so, so Raheem Mostert and, and Amari, Amari Cooper, Cooper for, for Amon oh, Ra, yeah. full PPR. I am definitely on the Amon Ra side. Uh, I'm, I'm with it. Because, now, that's if you if you want to upgrade. Now, if one of those guys, if you're replacing one of those guys with someone on your bench yeah. and your flex, for example... And then I'm, I'm with it, right? Because I'm always about the two-for-ones if it makes your team better. Yep. Yeah. Um, I want that better player, right? Totally. Who's going to come through every single week. Totally. Um, and, you know, with Amari, like, you know, he's going to be good, but he's going to be a little inconsistent with, with Deshaun. I think a lot of questions, as I'm seeing all across the board, is about Devontae Adams. Mm. One specific question by uh, Papi Chulo. Oh, we was, like Papi Chulo. Someone wants me to trade either Jordan Addison or Cooper Cup for Devontae Adams. So... Well, first answer that question, and then you can go into what are your thoughts on Devontae Adams. But would you take Jordan Addison or Cooper Cup for Devontae Adams? Or? Like, would you take either one of those guys? Would you be willing to trade Devontae Adams and get one of those guys? Well, Short Coop- answer for me would be no, but... Cooper Cup and, and, um, and Jordan Addison are in, like, two different universes. Completely. Yeah. Okay? Like, Cooper Cup, in my opinion, I'd rather have Cooper Cup rest of the season than Devontae Adams. Um, and I don't think it's close. I think Matthew Stafford, it seems like Matthew Stafford is going Coming to be back, back after the bye, yeah. in, in week 11. That's, that's the hope. Um, so, yeah, I'd rather have Cooper Cup. I think he's going to be a clear wide receiver one. Devontae Adams, I think, is going to be more of a high wide receiver two, mm. a rest of the season. Um, and then Jordan Addison, more of a mid-wide receiver three at best, I would say, right. um, with, with Justin Jefferson hopefully coming back next week and Josh Dobbs as, as quarterback. Yeah, I'll take Cup. I mean, we, we know the volume Cup gets with Stafford in oh, LA. Yeah. I don't, I, again, like... Devontae Adams situation it's it's his situation it's not him and so because of that Cup is just way yeah. more valuable I would say see Cup. I'll be I'll I'll be the one that goes against the norm here I think I still might take Devontae and the reason I feel that is like he still had seven total targets he had one in the first half but it's very very clear that that is a completely different locker room like yeah. with Antonio Pierce as the head coach so well I, and he, he and, and he got a 30 percent target share I think yeah so it like you know they didn't throw a whole lot they didn't eat you Last the, week. The, right? the day, like, he's going to have a blow-up game. I don't know when it's going to come, but he's going to have a blow-up game, and I think I would put him in the buy-low category. He's a buy-low for sure. He's a buy-low, but that's why I wouldn't sell him that low. Now, granted, Cooper Cup for Devontae, I think, is is fair. Um, I think Cooper Cup is obviously still an elite wide receiver who just hasn't performed, so very similar to Devontae. But I think better days are ahead for Devontae Adams. I, I, I really do. I think that Cooper Cup has a chance to re-cement himself as a top three or four wide receiver mm. fantasy. Yep. I don't think Devontae Adams can get close. This, the rest of the year. Um, it's just Asher on TikTok said, what should I do with Raheem Mostert and Nico Collins? I have Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. I mean, listen, it, it really comes down to what you need. Are any of these guys on your bench? Um, you know, if you can do a two for one, sure. Like package those guys up. Now here's the thing, right? Like Nico Collins, Raheem Mostert, they're not coming off like the biggest games in the world, right? Like they're coming off modest games. They both had a touchdown last week. Yep. You know, so for me personally, you know, when I'm training Raheem Mostert right now, everyone's looking at Devon Achen coming back. They're looking at, like, not-so-great games from Raheem Mostert. He's not 100% either. I'm, I'm probably holding these guys, personally. I, I think you have to. Um, you know, because they're not coming off these blow-up games, right? So, I think Nico Collins is still the no- number one wide receiver for Houston. I right. do think so. If you ask me, like, who's going to have the best 
rest of the season between him and Tank Dell and, you know, Noah Brown, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's Nico Collins for me, yeah. right? So I, I think I, it's closer yeah. than people think. The Nico 100%. Tank. 100%. Yeah. Nico Tank, listen, they're basically alternating between, like, 25 to 30% target yeah, shares, right? Like, that's crazy. But it's going to normalize at some point where both of these guys are going to be averaging between 20 and 25% target share. You got any thoughts to that? We've talked about Raheem Mostert, like, in, in terms of have, what you I do with Mostert. Mostert. Yeah, I, I, think, Mostert. I think Mostert's one of those guys that's been to sell high for the entire season. Mm -hmm. But every single person knows he's 31 with an injury history with A-Chan and Jeff Wilson, who hasn't done anything, but A-Chan and Jeff Wilson, who are also there. No one wants to trade for Raheem Mostert. Everyone is yeah. afraid of that backfield. Which back is fine field, for you. Which like, is fine. Hold on to him. Production. I think no matter what, whether it's the health or anything, he will always remain, even on the low-end RB2, I don't think he'll drop below that. He's, he's going he, to get touches. He's going to be startable every single every week, week for the rest of the season. Exactly. As long as he's healthy. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, Alex Graciani said, uh, my panic level is at an 8 for Bijan. They aren't utilizing him at all. We did our panic meter on Tuesday. Yeah. Bijan was there. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much are you panicking on Bijan Robinson? S Six. I would say around a six. What did we have him at? I think we had him Man. at like a seven or eight. Yeah. Okay. Solely if this is the usage for the rest of the season. Yeah. I, listen, man. Like, you know, Bijan, you know, I, <laughs> Arthur Smith went on like a six minute rant yesterday. That was. Um, did you like, see that video? <laughs> I didn't watch it. Oh, like, oh my God. Oh, oh, he, he did that on like why Tyler Algier is involved, right? Um, it was the best example insane. to interrupt. It was, and Jack and Kondo were saying it. It's like exactly when you were in school and someone would ask you a question, the teacher would ask you a question and you didn't know the answer, but you just rambled and tried to find a way to finish yeah. the, like, the answer. It was a, it was a, it was a ramble. The it question was, was, why isn't Bijan getting usage inside yeah. the red zone or inside the goal line? And he, was, he went on a whole rant as to circumstances. They've had 28 trips in the red zone. They've only converted 14. There's been all these circumstances, like zone, zone reads between uh, fucking Desmond Ritter and... And Bijan and Desmond, Desmond Ritter would keep it. Like, it was, it was very stupid. Really Continue. stupid. Sorry, it's a, it's up to him to, like, figure out who gets the ball. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, 3.25 yards after contact per attempt. That's third for Bijan in the NFL compared to 13th for Tyler Algier. Mm. He's second in missed tackles force per attempt compared to Tyler Algier's 17th in the NFL. Mm. He's yards per carry. Bijan is second in the NFL compared to Tyler Algier. 3.2 is 23rd oh. in the NFL. Okay, so like it's really obvious that he's better. Right. Um, Arthur Smith, if if he doesn't really look at it and like start giving him more touches, it would he's gonna get fired. I like, totally agree with and, you. And and it, it that's really what it comes down to to me. So I'm buying Bijan Robinson. I'm holding Bijan Robinson. I'm not selling him right now. Literally this week is the worst time to sell Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Like, because like I'm because trying to buy him. I feel like the world is like falling. And like all the drama Robinson. around the situation. All the drama. Like, so. just don't even, like, and listen, they're going up against Arizona this week. Like, there's, Bijan can go off. I'm trying to buy it. Don't say anything. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to buy across the board <laughs> for Bijan. I think, like, and again, another example of a guy whose value is so low and naturally is going to return on that investment. Juicy schedule in the playoffs. Yeah. Juicy schedule coming up. The question then for you would be, what would it take to get Bijan Robinson not right a lot. now? Not a lot. Isn't it? It's not going to take a lot to get him, man. Like, I think that people who are trading away Bijan need a running back back, right? So Javante Williams, someone that's ascending, or because I think that's a, a fair someone who's ascending, but you don't know what to make of it. Someone who's descending, but you think he's going to return there. I would I would give Javante Williams plus a little bit for Bijan, right? Yeah. Because. Bijan is like a talent. He's yeah, a superstar, insane. right? Like is crazy. Superstar. Not only that, his rap participation, dude. Like he, he's running. I think he's number one in rap participation, if not mistaken. It's like Christian McCaffrey, Rashad White, and him are top three yep. in rap participation. So it's like he just needs the targets too. Right. He's not getting targets, which makes no sense. How, how, he makes behind the back catches. He makes like these yeah, acrobatic wide receiver catches. Like why aren't you getting him the ball more? So I do think that there's going to be a situation where that happens. Here's the thing, like, you know, college players, like, they're not used to this long-ass season, like 17-game mm. season. Right. You know, my hope is that that's part of the reason why they have limited his touches. He, they haven't said that, but I'm hoping that's why. And I'm hoping that towards, this end, towards the end of the year, to really make this, this la these last several games count, I think they're going to potentially unleash him at some point. Mm. I do Should. think it's going to happen at some point. Um, and, and the fact that it's taken this long sucks. But I do think he's going to have a much, much better rest of season than he's ha he's had over the last, like, you know, six or seven weeks. I agree. And you got to believe that, man. We I think you believe, believe. You nailed it on the head also. If Arthur Smith wants to retain his job, he's going to have to give Bijan the rock. Like, yeah. th this is a natural correlation. Um, 
Arthur Blank as an owner is not an idiot. Like no, he's built no. a team that's gone to a Super Bowl. So like he yeah. understands that and you this want is to draft a team, this guy. By the way, this is a talented team. This is a very talented young roster. Yeah. Really good. So it's like they need to get a head coach who's gonna uh, take that talent and make them good. And get Justin Fields. And get or Kyler Murray. <laughs> um, question for you though, because we talked about jo- uh, Jonathan Taylor earlier on. Who would you prefer to trade for? Bijan or Jonathan Taylor? Bijan's value obviously lower. Jonathan's a little higher. Who would you prefer to trade for? I would prefer to trade for Jonathan Taylor. More sure of a thing. More sure of a thing to become an RB1. Um, and I don't think it's going to take a whole lot to get JT either. Because I think, I mean, at least right now. Because right now, there is still that, that feeling that, and there hasn't been a lot of noise around it, where there was a clear utilization shift this past week. Mm. Um, that we just, nobody really talking about why. Because he hasn't had a, the blo- the, the, the points that fantasy points that came out of last week wasn't a whole lot. Right. He also disappointed in what should have been a blow up game totally. against Carolina. So I, I rather I think I'd rather trade for Jonathan Taylor because the utilization is exactly what we want Bijan's to be already. Question for both of you guys. This is from applesauce.com. Shout out applesauce. Not a fan of it though, but um by the way, you like applesauce? I like applesauce. My kids like love applesauce. Mm. My kids so love good. applesauce. I don't like applesauce. Not a fan. Oh, Prefer the apple, not the sauce part. Do you like other baby food too or just applesauce? Yeah. Just applesauce. <laughs> uh, applesauce.com said, do I trade Kyler Murray coming off IR knowing I need a quarterback with Kirk Cousins done for the year? So I guess the question for me would be, what are you doing with Kyler Murray? Well, I don't think you can really trade him right now for much. Like, I disagree. I think there's actually perceived value on Kyler Murray. That's... I don't know about, not like, know I'm of. not talking about, like, top five quarterback potential, but I do think Kyler Murray is someone that, because here's why. I think the, no, the, the norm when it comes to a trade is someone goes right to Twitter or Google and types in their name, and they read the first few things. A majority of the things they're going to say with Kyler Murray, he's been looking good. He's been connected with Marquise Brown. He's been connecting with Trey McBride in practice. Like, he could have went a week ago, and they didn't. Like, there's going to be good, positive things about Kyler. So My hesitation with Kyler, though, is that he's very strong, as a fantasy quarterback, and I know he's a good passer and everything like that too, but his the, his rushing ability just brings him up a lot. And yeah. I don't know coming off of the injury how good he's going to look in that area of the field, or in that that part of the game. And so I, I don't know. If, like, so are you I don't trading him away though? But that's the thing. Would you trade him? away? I don't know what you're getting because he doesn't have Kirk Cousins anymore. But based off of what you're saying, you're kind of holding and see what he what he's got, and then start him if he's good. But I think Kyler's going to take two or three weeks before we see the actual Kyler that we know. I don't think he's going to come out this week and have... Yeah, but I guess, like... Okay, if someone is thinking that Kyler's going to be awesome and he's willing to trade for him and give you some good pieces that you need, then absolutely. But I don't think that's happening, so I would rather hold on to him. That's kind of how I feel, too. Like, I don't have much to add there. Like, if, if there is... You know, you, you got to kind of gauge the... Right. Gauge your league. I, I don't think there's a... There's a, there's a perceived, like, notion where, like, Kyler's just going to come in and just absolutely kill mm-hmm. it. Uh, if there was, then I would take advantage of that. Yeah. And if your league, some league mates believe that. Listen, like, if you if you don't have a quarterback and, like, you're, you, lock, you lost Kirk Cousins and, you you know, you don't really have anybody to start, you've been streaming, I would keep Kyler and, mm-hmm. like, look at that as, like, a godsend. Like, exactly. oh, like, I got Kyler. Like, I, I hopefully I should be good moving forward. Now, can you move Kyler with a piece for Lamar? Can you move Kyler with a running back or wide receiver for Mahomes, whatever? Sure, whatever. Like you, I would rather do that, I think. But, you know, that's, it really depends on how people are viewing Kyler if they're viewing him as, like, this locked and loaded every single week starter. Another question just came in on top of this is Kyler Murray or Justin Fields rest of season? Oh, that's a good question. I, I'm, I'm taking Fields. Me too. Me too. I mean, Fields has just shown that, that ceiling over the past few weeks before he got hurt. So, but yeah. That floor. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, but he started to get right. Just like last year, okay he started to get right. I'm okay with the floor is zero. Um, but um, <laughs> I, I am... I am <laughs> Justin Fields has lost me weeks I'm, specifically I'm because I'm of that willing, floor. I'm willing to chase that championship, right? Okay. So it's like, Fuck yeah. you got to do what you got to no, do. that's the attitude. Yeah, you got you to gotta go for it, right? Like with Justin Fields, like he could win you your championship opposed to Kyler Murray's or, you know... We're talking about Kyler yeah, Murray. Yeah. Like, as to Kyler Murray, where he's just like, he'll get you by. Totally. We're going to begin wrapping up, so keep submitting those trade questions. We'll take a few more. Um, as a reminder, we're doing our Buy Low, Sell High episode with Faraz of Upper Hand Fantasy. If you're not following Faraz on Instagram, make sure to go check him out. I was going to say tune him out, but that doesn't uh, make any sense. Make sure to go check him out. There's a lot of people on TikTok right now. A lot of people on TikTok also have Instagram. Faraz does amazing stuff. We were talking about it off the pod. Your trade bait, your trade targets, your moves you're making today. So make sure to check out Faraz and all of his stuff. Here's a good question by Massey Aleva, Aleva on TikTok said, Derek Henry or Devon A. Chan rest of season? 
I'll, I'll go again, similar thing here, right? Very similar to what you just asked, actually, with the Kyler Murray, Justin Fields mm. thing, where it's like Devon A. Chain, you know, what's his, his floor is lower than Derrick Henry, right? But his ceiling is higher. Right. Um, he's just like the explosive ability is just ridiculous mm. in that particular rushing environment in a better offense. Um, I'm going to go with that. Like, Will Levis is starting the rest of the season now. Like, he looked good, but, like, you know, what does that look like in a larger sample, right? Yeah. Um, so, you, you, a little bit of risk there. I do like Derrick Henry's schedule, but the upside with A-Chain is just absolutely bonkers. So, right. I'm going to go A-Chain. Uh, I'll take Henry. I'm a little biased because I have Henry. Uh, but I, I'm just going with Henry. Yes, the upside for A-Chain is insane, and we saw it in those couple weeks. But Henry, I, I saw a stat yesterday. Um it's like one of those advanced analytics for, for running backs and efficiency and stuff stuff like that. Like obviously, like you got guys like Mostert way on the end. Right. Derrick Henry's efficiency is one of the highest for for running backs still. Mm-hmm. And so now that Will Levis is coming in and the defense is actually having they're being forced to open up a little bit and not just have eight in the box. I think Henry has brighter days ahead. And I would rather go with the consistency from him. I would actually agree, especially as a Dolphins fan. I think Derrick Henry just the floor. I, we were talking about this in fantasy right now. There's just been such a lack of consistency. Most of these teams that are above 500 usually have some, some consistent piece on their team. HN, I think, can be that guy, but we saw four games of it, three, five games of it. Like, the efficiency naturally is going to regress. So, yeah, I think sure. that's a good one. A few more. Uh, Brandon Holt said, thoughts on DeAndre Swift? Uh, he, he's another person. He's another player I want to buy right now because he's getting, like, the, the rushing share is there, like, above 75% for several games over the past few weeks. Um but, he, you know, he's on a great offense. And, yep. yes, that, that tush push is going to be there. Yeah. Yep. But they've gotten the ball a ton on the one-yard line here. Totally. Okay, Swift is going to be scoring more touchdowns soon. He's very involved in the receiving game. Listen, for all the people who said, like, Jalen Hurts will not target DeAndre Swift in the receiving game, you were wrong. Because what ends up happening with, with running backs who demand targets, Swift is one of those guys. Mm. And that, we have a scrambling quarterback yeah. who tar- who's targeting a – very good receiving running back. Mm. Right. We saw with Cam Newton and CMC. Yep. Um, we're going to s- continue to see it mm. with these type of guys. So I, I think I like Swift, man. I, I like. I think he's an RB one right. rest of season. Uh, I think he's going to be consistent, and he has a little bit of a ceiling that we haven't seen yet for a few weeks. Mm. I'm stick with that. Um, la- we'll we'll do two more questions. A lot of questions have come in about James Conner, and I think you were talking about him on your podcast as well. Yeah. So we'll go into James Conner. Michael Given said, should I start James Conner? The next question after that was by Victor Arredondo, who said, what are your thoughts on James Conner? So James yeah. Conner. I, 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 um, I, I have him as like a, hot, like a mid-RB2 this week. I think he's solid start. If he goes, play him. Right, mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier, like Kyle, you know, he with Kyle Murray, he was averaging five targets a game. With Josh Dobbs, he was averaging two and a half mm-hmm. targets a game. Big difference, you know, it, so it's like it's double. Like right. so, yeah. there, there's, there's, I think there, he's going to get a huge share um, of of the workload. Like mm-hmm. they have no other running backs there yep. who is who there, who's worth giving uh, uh, one touch to mm-hmm. per game. Um, even when he comes off the field, it's better to just pass the ball until right. he's ready. <laughs> like there's no other running backs there. So I, in my opinion, like. I would go buy James Conner if I can, mm. uh, start him as an RB2 every single week, and he has an RB1 upside. Like, yep. before, like, last he was, year in the playoffs. He was, even earlier this year, he was getting it done right. in tough matchups. So, um, you know, this offensive line, by the way, before he got hurt, this offensive line was like number one or number two in yards before contact oh, per wow. attempt. Damn. So, and he was playing well too. He was like top 10 in yards after contact per attempt as well. So, Eesh. it's one of those situations where you have a good offensive line who's performing in this scheme that they're running. Um, and he's a good running back, and he's yeah. involved in both the run and the pass game. High floor, and he's going to give you some RB1 weeks too. Yeah, I mean, look, James Conner one of those guys, those guys that don't have the sex appeal of yeah. these other guys, but consistently floor. produces, yep. mm-hmm. bro. Like last year, he was, he was RB1 last year, I believe, wasn't he? He was RB1 last year. RB1? Especially in the, the fans. But you're not going to hear him in those conversations, though, yeah. as like, oh, guys that are RB1. So, I mean, uh, this offseason, I think we're, we're all pretty high on, on James Conner, and, and I'm still high on him. Yeah. Last he question. He has a sex appeal for me, though. Last yeah, question, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feed this to you first because I know how you feel about this, and I think I also know how you feel about this, but um, this will be our last question. Right. Ray is not a Skywalker, by the way. If you're a Star Wars fan, she is uh, definitely a Skywalker with how she performed um, late oh. in the playoffs. Okay. You know, you're not a Star Wars guy. Are you a Star Wars guy? Not at all. Okay, so then that made yeah, zero sense. For you, bro. Um, big Star Wars person. Whatever. Ray said, who should I trade for with Devontae Smith? He's trying to trade away don't, Devontae don't, Smith. Don't trade away Devontae Smith. <laughs> Start with that. Don't 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 trade away Devontae Smith. Dallas Goddard likely going on IR. It hasn't been announced yet. He's gonna go on IR. Um, Broke his he's gonna go on IR. They have the bye, so they might not even announce it until next week. 
right? So I would take advantage right now. If you need a couple wins over the next few weeks, go trade for Devontae Smith um, because the target share went from a tw- went from 23% to 30% in games where Dallas got her missed last year. Yep. Um, so something to take advantage of. Obviously, you know, A.J. Brown's going to still kill it. More than 30% target share most likely the rest of the way. But Devontae Smith just got to upgrade without, without Dallas Goddard. If you're selling him now, you're selling him low. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I've been saying that, but especially now. I saw and that stat, too, that you said about last year. Yeah, and not just that. Like, uh, I, one more thing to add. I'm sorry. Sure. But, like, you know, when, even when Dallas Goddard comes back, they also have Arizona um, in the championship, the fantasy championship this mm. week, uh-huh. uh, this year. So, you know, even when Goddard comes back, he still has a chance to do his thing in a really good matchup uh, in week Correct 17. me if I'm wrong. This exact scenario kind of happened last year, even though early on it was yeah. a little bit better, but... Got yeah. it goes down. Yep. Devontae Smith finishes as a wide receiver one overall. I mean, Devontae Smith's second half of the year last year was, was incredible. He was a wide receiver one. Even when Goddard came back, he just kept doing it. Yeah. 100-yard games, like touchdowns. Like, he was getting it done. So, moral of the story, do not trade Devontae Smith. Trade for Devontae Smith, if anything, especially if you need wins. Uh, my computer has died on me, so that's that's awesome. Um, but this was this was fun. This Hell was yeah. Great. Hell I yeah. I fucking love Always doing this. You, Always a pleasure I, 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 having I, I, you. I love coming here. As a reminder, we'll be doing, I saw a lot of start sit questions. So if you want a start sit question to be answered, make sure to tune in tonight at 5 p.m. We'll be doing start sits on TikTok. So make sure to tune into that. Set your reminders as well. You're about to do your podcast, right? Is, is that airing live or is no, that? No, it's not live, but it's going to be up in about maybe an hour and a half. Okay. Like so make sure to tune in to go to, go check out, uh, you know, I think it's your Instagram's best probably place to find you. Yeah. The Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Right. You can find that on every, any platform but yeah you can follow me on upper hand fantasy on instagram as well make sure to go check Great out Faraz. amazing stuff going on also if you're into dfs in any capacity make sure make sure to go to the gameday.com slash promotions you're gonna find the best dfs offers um but hey we'll have to we'll do this again probably in two weeks or yeah, something i'm down right before the trade deadline i'm down i think most trade deadlines are like november 20 like end of november i think it's like the week before thanksgiving yeah the week. Oh, yeah so so i think like like hey we're coming week. up yeah. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then tune into our predictions episode which will drop tomorrow um, Bingo. 4 a.m.? Yep. All right. Nice. And as we end every single fantasy episode, Felipe is going to give us some words of wisdom. Felipe, what are the words of wisdom today? Damn, bro. I saw one. I saw a tweet earlier, and it was it was kind of fire. Actually, it was I saw it on Instagram. Um, I don't know. Uh, follow Faraz on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see you tomorrow for our predictions episode. Peace. Take it easy. The Caps Off podcast is brought to you by The Game Day. Starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Parodi, and Matan Mann. Check out our socials at Caps Off Pod on Instagram and Caps Off Podcast on TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube at the link in the description if you want to see more content and watch our videos. Don't forget to go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.